0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle podcast, Jamie Eats talks with drummer Mark Poise. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. TheDrumShuffle.com. JamieEads.com. J A M I E E A D S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm your host, Josh Wick. This is episode... 29. West Virginia played Oklahoma. For the second time this season, follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. Twitter, follow me at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Did you see that new pair of sneakers that came out? <laughs> you won't find that on the Unreasonable Doubt podcast page on Facebook, but still find it. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. I have an email address. You can send me emails. wv at gmail.com Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. West Virginia loses to Oklahoma 92-80. Oklahoma shot 59% from the field. <laughs> so that's that's tough to win when the other team shoots 59%. Now, some of that was Oklahoma making shots, and some of it was WVU not playing very good defense. Oklahoma was getting step-in open threes. What that means is somebody's giving them the ball, and they're not having to dribble or anything. They're set to shoot, and they shoot the ball without a hand in their face. And the percentage... (laughs) The percentage of those type of shots that uh, go in way more than the shots that are contested or the shots that are taken off the dribble, it's just more difficult when you're doing more stuff. If if you just stand there ready to shoot and somebody throws you the ball and you shoot it and you're wide open, you can make 59% of your shots and 48% from three. So anytime a team does that, the other team's not going to win. But the bright spot for WVU that you can pull from this game is that three weeks ago, this would have been a 35-point a blowout. It looked like all the other blowouts, like the bad, soul-crushing, guys-aren't-trying-in-the-second-half, heads heads hanging down, game it had all the makings of that West Virginia was up early then they didn't score for a while and all of a sudden they're down 14 at the half and you're like oh here we go and Oklahoma expanded the lead in the second half they had it up they were up 20 some but yet this team and it's not a moral victory but they didn't stop trying They were diving for loose balls in the second half. They were making shots. They got the lead down the nine late in the game but it was never really out of hand. Oklahoma took care of business. I'm just saying that's a loss if if West Virginia has it last year it's not soul crushing because it's hard to win on the road. If you're good it's hard to win on the road. If you're having the season WVU's having, it's very likely you're going to lose on the road. And that's okay. Just don't do the soul-crushing the other team has their fourth string in and not trying very hard and still outscoring you. Those are the ones that are that are just... What is happening? And West Virginia didn't do that. So that's a win. Right, guys? <laughs> And guys on our team had good offensive game. Games, plural. Jermaine Haley, he scored 23 points on 9 of 11 shooting. He had 6 rebounds and 5 assists. Now he had 4 turnovers, including back-to-back traveling violations in the first half that were real annoying. But that whole pass-first, pass-second Haley, it's kind of disappearing, and I'm not mad about it. He's getting buckets. McCabe, very confident. Not his best game. But he, and he shot 11 threes, made four of them, but was looking for a shot. He had three assists. Not bad. Emma Matthews Jr., 8 points, 10 rebounds. Lots of offensive rebounds. Made a couple of threes where I felt like he hadn't made one all year a few weeks ago. Makes two in a game. And if he gets stronger, which he will because he's playing for Bob Huggins, and gains confidence, which I think he will, he's going to be tough. He's one of those guys where when he's moving, and he does do that, he, he puts himself in good positions to help the team win. And that's one man's opinion. Uh, But he was getting the ball yanked from him. And he's not strong with the ball yet. But I think he'll get there. And when he does, he's going to be good. I'm excited for him at Matthews Jr. Brandon Knapper was back. He was rusty. But it's good to see him back in the fold. Logan Rout didn't play. Okay. And West Virginia loses a game that they were supposed to lose. I don't know how to tell you. It's weird. You want them to win every game. But in the Big 12 conference schedule, unless you're Kansas, when you go on the road, more times than not, you're going to take a loss. That's just how it is. But to give you some perspective on the season WVU is having, in the Ken Pomeroy rankings, West Virginia currently... As I record this is 117th out of three fifty three teams only four teams in the I'm putting this in air quotes power five conferences and the Big East I'm lumping them in because that's a good conference. only four teams from the from those six conferences are ranked below WVU in the Ken Pomeroy rankings. You've got the DePaul Blue Demons right below WVU at 118. Wake Forest from the ACC coached by Danny Manning who went to Kansas. They're 189th. So that's pretty bad. Washington State, the Cougars. (laughs) Tony Bennett from Virginia. He coached at Washington State before he went to Virginia. And he can take pride in well, I mean, he's not gonna take pride in Washington State being bad. I'm sure he's rooting for them. But they're two hundred and fifth in the country. And then California, the Golden Bears. Now at one point they were five and twenty two, but they've won two in a row, including a win against Washington, I believe but they are 258th. They are the worst team out of those six conferences. So West Virginia is 140 spots ahead of the worst team in the big conferences. If that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> but 117 17 for WVU, not great. Ken Palm's rankings go back to 2001-02. The only time WVU has been ranked worse was Gail Catlett's last season. And this his, that that season, 2001-2002 has been talked about way too much this year. Was not expecting to talk about the goodbye Catlett season. But they were 720 and in the Kempom rankings they were ranked 192nd. They were 228th on defense. <laughs> Which is really bad. The following season, which was Belon's first, West Virginia finished fourteen and fifteen on the season and ranked one hundred and thirteenth. So in one season, they jumped hundred and fifteen spots. And so from the from the last Catlett season to the sweet sixteen year with Pitts Noggle and Gansey and all those guys and they ended up that year 35th. It took 3 seasons to turn it around. Just to give you some perspective of where they where WVU is now and what history says how long it takes them to come back. The second closest to this year as far as bad seasons was Huggins other team that had a losing record, the 2012-2013 season. West Virginia ended 13 and 19, and they ended up ranked 123rd. The next season, they finished 17 and 16 and ranked 58th. So they jumped up roughly 70 spots. And it took two seasons to fully turn it around. So the 14 15 year, the first year of Press Virginia, WVU finished the Ken Pomeroy rankings that season 25th. So they jumped a hundred spots in two seasons. So one turnaround took three seasons. The most recent one took two. So next year, on paper, you have a lot of seniors, a lot of sophomores with experience, and you have <laughs> and you have a a a top, a highly rated recruit and so maybe they can turn it around in one season but history says it, it at least takes two Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock will tell you it takes two random thoughts coming up Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt They have two locations, one in Marmette, West Virginia, and one in St. Albans, West Virginia. They both have discount deals throughout the store. If you go March 3rd, Sunday, 12p to 5p, you're going to see a variety of items in the St. Albans store. You're going to find Keurig machines, you're going to find crock pots, you're going to find storage bins. You're also going to find, if you get there early enough, a bag of unicorn farts cotton candy. The bag says it's a rainbow of smiles inside. 100% magical, 100% majestic, 100% mythical. Find out more about that company at www.bagoffarts.com. Three ounces of that cotton candy is $1.99, and that's a great deal. So find that deal and more at Woody's Goodies, St. Albans, Marmette. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Oh, wow. Um. I can't believe I've figured this out as I'm recording. I, I've got something here, everybody. It's been right in front of our noses. This entire season. Are you kidding me? Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to share this with you. You probably haven't heard this as an idea. I just I just figured it out. I just wrote everybody's name down who's been on the team this year. I can't believe and this is uh, this is unbelievable. Are you sitting down? Listen to what I'm saying. This team, the guys on the basketball team this year. Have you noticed that most of the guys on the team their first and last names have six letters in them? Have you even thought about that? Sagabacanate, both names six letters. Beetle Bolden, everybody calls him Beetle. But both names six letters. Lamont six letters. Harler six letters. Wesley Harris, both names, six letters. Culver, six letters. Emmett Matthews Jr., Emmett, six letters. Tavon Horton, both names, six letters. Jordan McCabe, both names, six letters. Andrew Gordon, both names, six letters. Dooms, six letters. And everybody else is all right. Napper, Route, Ahmad, Haley. But count that up. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 guys on the roster this season, either in their first or their last name, or both, have six letters. I mean, can you believe that? I mean, I'm throwing things in here. I don't know what's going on. In a losing season, and we would all agree this is a losing season, how do we fix it? (laughs) I told you in the last segment, it takes two seasons at a minimum, based on history, the last 30 years, the last 20 years, it takes at least two seasons to turn it around. But what if And again, losing season, we've talked about the reasons. Guys being injured, guys getting kicked off the team, guys that are young and need experience. But what if we could do something to the team that doesn't involve getting older, having more experience, and not being injured? We need to change it up in baseball when there's a rally happening in a game if a team's losing they don't they don't keep doing what they're doing they change something up they put on their rally hats they flip their hats backwards or up or inside out and wear it that way on the flip side if a pitcher is throwing a no-hitter and he's doing great guess what nobody ta- nobody talks to the pitcher that's throwing a no-hitter Why? Because you don't want to change it. So if West Virginia had four losses this season, it would be a credit to the team that 11 of the guys have six letters in their first or last name. But in a losing season, we need to change it. Now, is there something unlucky or wrong with somebody having six letters in their first or last name? Absolutely not. We just need to change it. So here's my proposal. Half the guys drop a letter if they have six letters in their first or last name. Half the guys add a letter. And that's something, that's a fun thing that, that's like a team building exercise. Everybody can get together. All right, who wants to drop a letter from their six letter name? And so I've got some candidates. Andrew Gordo. I like the sound of that. So I would I would drop a letter for Andrew Gordon. Same for Horton Tavon Horton. Drop the H. Now you're Tavon Orton. Beetle Bolden. Let's add a letter. Beetle Boldine. Emmett Matthews Jr. Since we've got plural Matthews, let's just, let's just make plural Emmett's. Emmett's Matthews. So the guys can choose however they want. Some guys go seven, some guys go five. The guys coming into the program, Shuibe, more than five, more than six letters. Miles McBride, more than six letters. So we're good there. In a losing season, you try to figure out what's wrong and how to fix it. And Huggins is already talking about that in press conferences. Things they're going to work on in the summer. Things they're going to work on when they go to Spain. Things they're going to do in the off season so that they don't have another losing record. This one has been right in front of our face the whole season and we didn't know about it until it was a losing season. Add or subtract letters to names. I'll do it in solidarity. And I'm I'm up for suggestions. That could be joshua's wit or Joshua, wit or joshua Drop the h i'm i'm game but i'll do it if they do it i'm not on the team but as a sign of solidarity and a fan of this team let's change it now you could tell me but josh we have a wvu player that's in the nba now his last name's carter we have another guy that's in the G League. His name is Daxter. Listen, the roster was different last year. Okay? <laughs> different guys on the team. I And I haven't wrote down all their all their names. I did that last year. They had a winning season. We didn't have to change anything up. This year, losing season, change it up. What do you think of that idea? Don't tell me about it. Or or tell me about it. Drop a letter. Add a letter. Tell me to shut up. Final thoughts coming up. Are you sitting down? I'm serious. Are you sitting down? This is big news I'm about to tell you. From the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt, Dire Prime Creative Group. While I'm waiting for you to sit, let me give you the information on how you get a hold of them. 304-767-4445. Call or text that number. DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E dot com. Here's the deal. Are you ready? As you know, Dyer Prime, they make custom designs. They're a full-service graphic shop. They'll come up with the design. Put it on a t-shirt color t-shirts, 50 of them. With your custom design, $300. You want white t-shirts with your custom design, $275 for 50 single color custom shirts. This offer is good till the end of March. Get on it. Dyer Prime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Had something weird happen before I started recording the podcast. Everybody's felt that feeling where you have something in your eye, right? Somehow a hair got in your eye. Or, you know, like in the summer, outside, like a little bug gets in your eyelid. Or like you walk through a spider web and you feel something in your eye. So I felt that feeling and I was rubbing my eye, still felt it against the eyeball. Really rubbing it, felt it felt like a hair or a spider web and I pulled, kind of feeling where I thought it was hitting my eye, nothing was doing the trick. So I went to the bathroom mirror and what did I see? One of my eyebrow hairs had drooped down into my visage. Yes, it was a grey, probably white, dying hair, but still rooted. It just decided to say to take a trip downward. Like it had been rained on. And it was in my line of sight. An eyebrow hair. So I plucked it out. And I felt sadness. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Anchor.fm. Apple Podcasts. Overcast. Spotify. Stitcher. TuneIn Radio. GazPod. Do me a favor wherever you listen. Subscribe to the podcast. Do me a favor. Leave a review for the podcast. Do me a favor. Rate the podcast five a star, five a stars. Wherever you listen to the podcast. Do all those things. I thank you in advance. The next game for WVU is the final home game of the season. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Playing Iowa State. It's going to be on ESPNU. Typically, the last home game is Senior Night. West Virginia does not have any seniors. So no uh, like jersey in the glass frame and hugging Huggins and having the parents there. I'm sure parents will be there, but no special thing. Unless they maybe they'll do something with the with the managers or something that would be weird. But Iowa State clobbered WVU the last time they played in Ames this year. So West Virginia looking for revenge. Will they get it? Who's to say? But we'll be watching, and I'll be reporting. A, a reporting. I'll be recording a podcast afterwards. So listen. Won't you? Next to the last game of the season. Until then, I'm Josh Witt, WVU. For the 2018-19 season, 11 wins, 18 losses.